Moving house with kids. Mum! Moving house checklist. Top packing tips. Do it ourselves or hire movers? Hiya! <sighs> Things to do in the school holidays. Best solo holidays. <sighs> when life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Witch Shorts podcast. I'm Rob Lilly-Jones. We're back with our first episode of 2024 and I hope you had a great Christmas and New Year, whatever you've been up to over the last week or so. Today we're returning to one of the hottest topics right now and one that's sure to continue making headlines this year. I'm talking, of course, about artificial intelligence. In this episode, we'll hear how our teams at Witch have been putting AI through its paces And then here on the podcast for the rest of January, we'll be seeing how AI does when it comes to narrating our brilliant magazine articles here on Witch Shorts. As such, we'd love your feedback. Like it or loathe it, please let us know at podcasts at witch.co.uk. Right now, though, let me hand you over to a real human. Here's Angus Farker to read us this piece, originally written by Johnny Martin. The artificial intelligence tools that are constantly in the news these days are unprecedented. The data they're trained on is vast, comprising billions of lines of text from sources as disparate as the full works of Shakespeare to Wikipedia articles to the ramblings of web forum users. And the algorithms sorting through that data are immensely complex. How they work is extraordinary. You know when you're typing on your phone and it gives you the words it predicts you'll type next? These AI chatbots are essentially doing this continuously. They read your prompt and, using all the text they've ever seen, look for the most likely word to begin their response. Then they read the prompt and the first word of their response and look for the most likely second word. And they repeat this process again and again and again until a response is formed. The 2023 global spend on this emerging market is estimated at a staggering $151 billion, according to the multinational market intelligence firm IDC. Not bad for a souped-up version of autocorrect. Right now, the three biggest players are OpenAI's ChatGPT, Google Bard and Microsoft's Bing Chat, which is a Microsoft model built on OpenAI's dataset. To find out more about how you can make the most of them, we've put all three to the test to see how well they perform across a variety of tasks. To help us know where to begin, we surveyed our members to see how they were already beginning to use chat-based AI. We got some very interesting answers, from one person using it to suggest names for racehorses to people using it to write computer code. But, broadly speaking, we could distill its most common application to these five topics research, such as historical topics, modern events and pop culture, help with customer complaints and legal advice, creative projects such as helping with writing and reading, medical advice, please don't use AI for this, planning, things such as holidays, budgets and fitness goals. 
We then, with the help of a variety of topic experts, devised a set of prompts to feed each AI and had our experts assess what we got in return. Let's begin with a field we're no stranger to, advising consumers on their rights. We took some of the most common queries we received and posed them to the bots. Generally, the results were uninspiring. In scenarios such as how to deal with a faulty car bought from a dealer, your rights in returning a faulty product, and how to claim compensation for a delayed flight, they would tend to miss important aspects. ChatGPT gave decent overviews of the topics and the evidence a consumer would want to gather, but stopped short of naming and explaining specific laws which would be useful to invoke when disputing with a company. Bard did a bit better in this regard, describing things like the Consumer Rights Act 2015 and the Sale of Goods Act 1979, but also provided us with some incorrect information on a car dealer's legal obligations. Bing gave short answers on the relevant laws, but didn't always give us an idea of possible escalations after making a complaint. However, its big win over the other two was that it links to the sources it lifts its information from, including some of which's content. Not to toot our own horn, but we think it's safe to say we've got the bots beat on this one. Summarising text and rewriting it are two tasks at which AI bots are supposed to excel. We gave them two bits of complex writing, one on a philosophical theory and another on China's economy, and asked them to pull out and simplify the most pertinent points. ChatGPT and Bard were both great at this, although the latter did add a strange my thoughts section at the end of one response, where it gave its unsolicited take on the topic. Bing didn't do as well, it tended to just rewrite the text rather than summarise. When it did summarise, we found it misinterpreted one key fact. All three did a great job at rewriting poorly phrased writing, which is a boon for anyone looking to make their email sound a bit snappier or their prose more polished. ChatGPT did the best job at writing a short story and a fable, showcasing stronger, quote, imagination than the other two. We did notice that all the AI stories felt generic, with the same phrases and tone repeated across the different services. We're a long way from the complexity and creativity humans are capable of, because they don't understand those two tenets of our species. We gave them a lovely excerpt from The Great Gatsby and asked them to make it more beautiful. They filled it with synonyms and elaborate language, but the results still lacked the nuanced beauty and depth of the original. When it comes to planning, the witch travel team attempted to use AI to plan a holiday to Greece. It didn't go very well. Bing recommended an obscure car hire service using marketing jargon seemingly pulled straight from the company's own website. ChatGPT offered up a hotel broadly recognised across various review websites as mediocre, if not poor, and Bard suggested a travel insurance firm that didn't exist. We also tasked the AI with developing a six-month training plan to help a seasoned runner shave some minutes off their marathon time. ChatGPT would have you training incredibly intensely, while Bard was so lackadaisical you wouldn't even be ready for a half marathon. Bing seemed to have smashed two different training plans together, which led to contradictory suggestions, such as the longest run in the build-up being simultaneously 20 and 27 miles. Where they actually performed really well was with budgeting tasks, appropriately portioning up and predicting future figures. However, 
When we further tested them with questions from a maths A-level exam, we found some strange results. Each seemed to get questions wrong at random, so it's probably not worth trusting them with your finances unless you've got a calculator handy. Given that AI can get things wrong, or in fact just make things up, it's plain to see that you shouldn't rely on them for sensitive subjects such as medical advice. We'll give ChatGPT and Bing points for at least starting most of their responses by advising you to consult with a healthcare professional. Admittedly, we were impressed with the details they went into when assessing symptoms or giving advice on healthy eating, but they would still miss information that's only a Google search away. If you're looking for medical advice online, don't trust AI. Your health is too important. Instead, consult the NHS website, nhs.uk. And finally, on research. A lot of you have been using AI as a research assistant, which makes sense given the vast array of topics it's been trained on. We asked the tools to give an overview and assessment of a couple of pop culture trends. They all did reasonably well, although Bing gave the least information and made statements without explanation or backing. Bard and ChatGPT both gave some thorough and thoughtful answers, but were overwhelmingly positive and lacked any nuance. ChatGPT was the best at providing context and more intricate details, but hopeless about more recent topics. It doesn't know anything about events beyond September 2021, whereas Bing and Bard are connected to the internet and can return more recent data. There's no shortage of history buffs at which, and we got them to put together a list of questions. Generally, AI did okay. Of our 25 questions on the Battle of Waterloo, the Elgin Marbles, and the local history of Worcestershire, ChatGPT answered 84% correctly, while Bard and Bing Chat managed just 72%. But what was really bizarre was when we repeated some questions with multiple choice answers. Here, the bots actually performed worse, despite having the correct answer right in front of them. We believe this to be a consequence of the text prediction loop they use. By introducing multiple choice, we essentially force the AI into drawing one less relevant source from formulating its answer, which led to more incorrect responses. Humans can be quiet when they don't know something, although not all choose to, can hold contradictory ideas in their heads, and most of the time can distinguish between what's fact and what isn't, or at the very least care about the truth. AI doesn't care, and it can't do any of this. It's not intelligent because it doesn't think. Thank you so much to Angus and to Johnny Martin too for his piece which was originally written for the December issue of Witch Tech magazine. Remember you can find more articles you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Witch Shorts. And don't forget, we'll be letting AI have a go at narrating for the next few weeks, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening. Witch Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly-Jones, while the exec producer was Angus Farker. Hi, Lee Cheer here, host of the Witch Money Podcast. Join us each week as we bring you the best experts and top advice to help you make the most of your money. From property prices to budgeting, investment platforms to pensions, we'll be here to keep you informed. Here's a taste of what you can expect. If you had invested £100 in the fund three years ago, you'd have just £61 today. Gosh. Is it worth trusting a website that you don't know to save 
that 10p, that 20p. The good news is it does look like we're hovering around the top of the interest rate hike cycle. If I asked you what you earned here, you'd be absolutely horrified because we're told we should not talk about money. Make sure to join us for new episodes every Friday and I'll see you then.